0: This is not an honest guy, and this is not a guy who keeps his word, and this is guy the who takes his advantage. It are very dangerous when they invest. This word, play the market, You know, this is That's so a cheap, term. it's 30 bucks, and he kind of holds his assets without making any money. Now You're but... taking a live look at how the market he's doing right we now. We think down diversification, is, as practiced generally, makes very little sense for anyone who knows what, out, they're what they're doing. I can't what the hell he does. It's like razzle dazzle. This mm-hmm. guy does that. What do you do? I do the numbers. Oh, good for you. Yes, good for you, Kevin, and here is a number for you, 200 billion U.S. dollars, with a B. And that's not the GDP of Peru, New Zealand, Greece, or Iraq, though it could be. And it's also not the market cap of Intel, Novartis, Nike, or McDonald's, though it also could be. But no. It's the cash reserves and marketable securities currently sitting on the balance sheet of Apple Incorporated. $200 billion U.S. dollars. To put that into perspective... $200 billion in more or less liquid assets, we will get to that, represents over half of the company's total assets, 54% to be more precise. If we go back 10 years to 2012, the situation was a bit different. But even back then, we were already looking at $122 billion. And back then, it represented even 70% of Apple's financial position. And even though the numbers might have changed, the overbearing significance of so much liquidity hasn't. It's been the dominating recognized asset on Apple's balance sheet for more than a decade. You might think, so what, uh, how does this compare to other companies? Well, let's let's have a look. First of all, in the tech sector, uh, Amazon, 23% of Amazon's assets are cash and cash equivalents. Alphabet, 43%, getting closer. Meta, Meta. 29 percent microsoft 39 percent. so having a lot of of liquid assets sitting on your balance sheet as a tech company whether you're a pure tech play or you're a little bit of a hybrid like amazon um, doesn't really matter that is is something that piles up and that is not so uncommon even if you look at market cap over cash and cash equivalents you will easily get to to multiples of uh of anywhere between, I would say, 13 and 17. So, so for that group of companies, that's, that's not that uncommon. But of course, Apple being the most valuable company uh, in today's market and having total assets that are not as high as, as those of Amazon, for example, close to the one of Microsoft and Alphabet, they are hoarding more cash than anyone else. And if you have $100 billion in cash like Amazon and you're looking at Apple, and they have twice that much. Well, that tells a story. If we look into other industries, let's take General Electric, for example, uh, they also have uh, roughly a third of their assets in liquidity, but their market cap is only, uh, what, two, two times cash at the moment. So that's really... An entirely different ballgame. Even Pfizer, pharmaceutical company, seventeen percent is cash uh, of total assets, trading at ten times cash. And then let's look at a an offline or mostly offline retailer, Walmart, seven percent of its total assets is cash. So two hundred billion. That's a lot of money for a company that many still bet against. That they are still calling overvalued. That they are still calling a one-trick. Pony, referring here to the continued dependence on the iPhone, of course, which is still 60% of the company's total sales. And of course, $200 billion, if your net income margin is around 30 35%, there's so much cash coming in that the question is, what do you do with that amount of money? And is that perhaps a problem? But before we go into that, let's understand what marketable securities actually means. Because cash is clear, people understand that. You either hold it in your hand or it's in your bank account, yielding no or negative interest. Naturally, Apple has to find a way to take all of that liquidity and not constantly lose money on it, so they put it into marketable securities. And it's not like cash. It's not like you can withdraw it Right now, but it's fairly close because marketable securities can be converted into cash fairly quickly because the markets for these securities are very liquid, usually publicly traded, and you can get in and out as you see fit. Think of common stock, think of T-bills, think of commercial paper, corporate bonds. Most of Apple's marketable securities are long term, so they're supposed to be held for more than a year. And most of it is corporate bonds as per their own disclosures of, of the long-term marketable securities. Over half is, is in the bonds of other corporations without at the moment knowing or having researched uh, who they actually invested in. So back to the questions. Is, is that pile of cash a problem? Let me point out one very important fact which is actually a significant constraint. Most of the money and most of these marketable securities, talking about 90% of that here, is located outside of the U.S. And if you bring that money back in, the government will take a very large chunk of it. Think 35%, perhaps even 40 And I'm sure that shareholders... Wouldn't be happy if management decided to repatriate all that money and just take one-third of that and hand it over to Uncle Sam. And I know that, that uh, it has been addressed in the past that maybe there will be an exemption from these large corporations, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but who knows? The question is, is there a, a more tax-efficient way to bring that money back in? I'm not a tax expert. I'm sure if there if there were other ways... And since Apple is not the only company facing this issue, they would have done something about it by now. They would just have kept lobbying hard in Washington for an exemption uh, tied to some ludicrous commitments and contingencies on their end. You know, I guess it also doesn't make sense to, to establish some intra-company loan structure. Because if you then start repaying the debt to your foreign entities, you pay interest on it, on these loans, you're just increasing the pile abroad. So if that were a tax-efficient way, under all withholding tax considerations, etc., then it, it wouldn't solve the problem. So it is a problem, but it's also a luxury problem to have. Let's look at the second question. What do you do with that amount of money? You have $200 billion. Now what? Clearly... There's only so much you can do. Uh, For example, you can invest it into organic growth. You can develop new products. You hire new people. You establish new business segments. You maybe even expand into additional countries, though I think Apple is basically uh, already present in, in over 180 or so. And let's say Apple has been doing that, right? Think of Apple TV+. Plus with their Apple Originals or whatever they call them, now winning Oscars. There is still that fight going on with with Spotify and Amazon to win over who dominates the podcast advertising market and user market. They released AirPods. Perhaps one day there will be an Apple car. Don't forget Apple Watch. It's not that old, right? Right. But apparently, this doesn't require nearly enough cash to spend all the money that is coming in from these high-yielding, very, very profitable, market-dominating products. And if you earn most of that abroad, again, you once again hit this repatriation restriction. So in recent years, Apple has also started to give a lot of money back to its shareholders through dividends to a smaller extent, but mostly share buybacks. And here's the funny thing to finance the share buybacks, they borrow money. Why? Because the money that they have lies abroad so rather than than go so apple rather goes to the u s bond market or to the banks, they borrow a hundred billion and then they give it back to their shareholders in the form of share buybacks i mean that's that's ludicrous if you think about it, economically sound, probably because of course. Any type of loan that you can get is cheaper than than paying hefty repatriation taxes on the money that you're bringing back in. But it's still funny as fuck. Over the past few years, Apple has bought back over $250 billion under its current share repurchase program. And the total financial debt on the balance sheet is currently $125 billion, and it rose significantly in recent years because they used it to finance the buybacks. But no, investing in organic growth and, and just handing cash back to shareholders is, is not what you should do, in my opinion, which begs the question what to buy. And Apple has been active in the M&A field. Let's not forget the Beats acquisition. That was $3 billion back in 2014. But it's still the largest one to date, And it was small compared to the potential that they could do. I mean, I'm counting 11 takeovers in 2020 and 2021, but it's just bits and pieces, pocket change here and there. They focus on virtual reality, augmented reality. They do a lot of AI acquisitions. That's all good. But it's not going to help to get rid of all that money. So I have a suggestion, three suggestions, actually. Number one, and I mentioned this on the episode I did on the company I should buy Netflix. I promoted this when I, when I talked about Netflix over a year ago. And it's in the realm of possibilities is all I'm saying. Number two, maybe acquire some key player in the battery and en- energy storage sector. Non-Chinese, so perhaps Panasonic. Only if, of course, the Apple car is true. C, maybe a smaller one. GoPro, is either of this realistic? Well, Netflix is at least plausible on the one hand because it gives Apple access to this massive original content to over 200 million users, many of which perhaps don't yet own an Apple device or are tied to this Apple universe. But on the other hand, of course, Apple already invests in the field itself, they have their own originals. They have Apple TV+. And I guess they're putting a lot of money to that. And maybe one day Netflix will also be available much more cheaply than it is today. In a few years to come, when when growth slows down, when that debt keeps piling up that they need at the moment to finance their content extensions. Or users finally get a little bit angry with them because now they're trying to integrate Casual games and, and maybe some more hardcore games in the future, basically trying to combine video streaming and game streaming. Um, not everybody might might like that because it becomes too convoluted. If the Apple car is real, as I said, then Apple might consider getting a hold of the battery supply chain itself. But is it real? The Rumors have been there, but I wonder. Because does it really tie in nicely with this remaining ecosystem? It's just such a different business altogether. And it's not like you need to build an entire car as new hardware to push the different content that you have simply through a new channel who can be integrated in other car operating systems. And I'm sure that an Apple a car would look cool. And maybe it's driving autonomously, and maybe it's just the future, but at the same time. I don't think that management is really keen on doing that. I don't see it's just too far away, and if they wanted to walk away from consumer products, and maybe a car is a consumer product, but not not of course not in the in the uh sense of how it's being defined, yeah, then maybe maybe building your own car is is a good idea, but at the same time, why would you? Now as for GoPro, why not? I mean, action cameras, drones, they'll be pretty cool uh, additions to Apple's portfolio. If they put they, they, their own design on them, integrate them into, into their own ecosystem, I, I actually like that idea. Because I don't think that Apple at the moment does really have an action cam or a drone in its lottery, and it's just, it would be perfect additions. But of course, even if they pay a hefty premium for it, This acquisition would maybe cost them, I don't know. Two billion, three billion, four. At the moment, uh, GoPro is trading at 1.7 billion market cap. So if Apple comes in, there will be a hefty premium because there's so much potential behind that acquisition. Let's say it's five. It's still only pocket change, it's still not the major super splash that people are waiting for. And with all the cash, with the current market cap, with raising additional capital, even Apple could easily, easily finance an acquisition of, let's say, 500 billion, dwarfing every acquisition, every takeover to date, even the AT&T, Vodafone, all those years ago, which was what, uh, in in today's dollars, maybe 250 billion. So this would be twice the size, easily doable for them. So hey, Samsung, perhaps? Huh? They have batteries. They have devices authorities probably wouldn't go for it yeah so apple has a pile of cash and those were my thoughts that was i do the numbers for the day mike says bye for now what does kevin say i just want to lie on the beach and eat hot dogs that's all i've ever wanted